0: eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you actually end up feeling overwhelmed and confused rather than inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, your mindset, and your home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey, so technically I'm still on my break for a couple weeks. However, a recent incident happened in a small town in Ohio, and I feel like it's really not getting the attention and like news coverage that it deserves. Um, so if you do not know about the Ohio train derailment incident that happened a little bit earlier this week, this is what I'm going to be talking about during this episode because I feel like it deserves to be talked about. Just as a starting note, I try to keep this podcast pretty positive like positive and lighthearted, but this episode is a little bit heavier as a topic. So if you're not really in the right headspace to hear about it, I totally understand that. Eco-anxiety is a real thing. So if you think this would just make that worse for you, definitely maybe don't listen to it right now. But um, I'm just going to get right into it for everybody that is here to hear about what happened in Ohio. So this past week, a Norfolk Southern freight train was derailed in east palestine ohio there were about 50 cars total that were derailed 20 of which were carrying hazardous materials and five of those carts the ones that were the most concerning were carrying what is known as vinyl chloride and vinyl chloride itself is a carcinogen which means that it is known to cause cancer However, when it's burned, it releases hydrogen chloride and phosgene, which both can be like immediate lethal. Um, Phosgene was actually used as a weapon during World War II. And what's so scary about this is that they were carrying the vinyl chloride in its liquid form. I believe they were in, like, um, pressurized and, like, temperature-controlled containers. Um, However, when, you know, the train derailed and it crashed it pretty much caused these chemicals to release into the air. And I think like the burning point of vinyl chloride is like eight degrees or something like that, something crazy. So pretty much like as soon as it hits the air, it starts becoming like flammable and turning into a gas and whatnot. Um, so again, the, they, the EPA and all the local authorities got there and decided the best way to dispose of these chemicals was to do a controlled burn of them. Um, So again, when that is burned, it does release hydrogen, chloride, and phosgene, both are which extremely toxic. There was actually an evacuation um, order for people within like one or two miles of the event. And the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, actually warned that people closest to the railment faced what he called grave danger of death. So again, he kind of ordered everybody to evacuate that were living within one or two miles. Um, And I think it took a few days definitely like less than a week for everything to be cleared to go back home and now everybody is claiming or not everybody but like the authorities and agents who went there to test the water and the air are saying it's safe to drink the water it's safe to breathe the air and they just recommend people go and like clean the outside of their houses and like wash things down um but that's kind of that now you know in the future There is probably a lot of lawsuits pending, rightfully so, Um, and really who knows what is going to come of this, Um, but first I'll talk about, so vinyl chloride itself, the reason that it was being transferred um, is that it's commonly used to make PVC hard plastic. It's found in things like credit cards, furniture, car parts, and things like PVC piping that's commonly used in plumbing. However, it's known to cause liver cancer and other cancers, according to the National Cancer Institute. And the short-term health impacts of both phosgene and hydrogen chloride, which are the compounds that were released upon the burning of the chemicals that were, you know, involved in the train derailment, Um, the short-term health impacts of them are vomiting, trouble breathing, and skin, eye, nose, and throat irritation. Um, It's very hard to say, unfortunately, what the long-term effects of breathing in these chemicals or eating food grown in the soil that has been soaked in the chemicals or even like drinking water that's been filtered from the area. Obviously, those short-term health impacts are scary enough, but thinking about what the people in this area in Ohio and further on down the river are going to be facing due to the long-term health implications of having these things released into the air and into the local ecosystems is terrifying and absolutely devastating. Another note is that the burning of those chemicals also has the potential to form what's known as dioxins, which are created from burning chlorinated carbon materials. And dioxins are a lot more toxic than vinyl chloride dioxins are a group of persistent environmental pollutants that actually last in the ground and body for years and have been one of the major environmental problems and controversies within the U.S. in the past. So, you know, local authorities and agents are trying to like kind of push it off and brush it off as if it was not that big of a deal. A lot of like media coverage has kind of been I don't know. I feel like this is something that should be making national news. It should be making national headlines. Everybody should know about it, and that's just not the case. Um, But this is something that could potentially be so devastating for the people and the wildlife in the area. The crazy thing is um, this is the third freight train derailment since October of last year in Ohio. Um, So this is not an uncommon thing you know, they've had issues with trains in the past. And I don't know if like the government funding is not up to par, um, to get the trains and like the train rails back up to speed. But this is kind of something that just seems like it could do with like negligence on the part of the state. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, obviously I'm not an expert in like railroad road systems or anything like that. However, if, you know, in the past few months, this is the third freight train derailment and I don't it just seems like careless that they would approve toxic chemicals like this to even be transported by railroad like knowing that derailment is a possibility it's just extremely negligent on the like train company's part but also whoever like manages the upkeep of the actual train rails which I'm guessing again is the state it's already having pretty devastating consequences. There's no reported deaths of humans in the area yet. However, people in the area have reported the death of chickens, fish, and other animals, including dogs and like even a domesticated fox. Um, I don't know, all animals that die as a result of this are so sad. I was actually watching videos online of someone that lives in the area and they showed a video of what the river currently looks like. And you could see this like metallic misty looking liquid in like on the top of the river and then just a bunch of dead fish, like little fish and big fish just stuck in the rocks that had died due to whatever calicles leaked into the water. There was also a report like of a lady who lived about two miles from where the event happened, which that was supposed to be in the safe zone. It was supposed to be fine. And she said that she opened the back door and let her dog go outside to use the bathroom. And then her dog just never came inside. So people all over the place, like. within a few miles of the area even the people that like weren't in the evacuation point have been reporting pet injury pet death Um, it's just very sad and it kind of you know obviously when anything like this happens it makes you think like if immediately animals are dying what kind of implications is that going to have for like long term for humans and animals and wildlife in the area Another crazy little just side note about this is is a reporter who was covering the news conference of the derailment actually ended up being arrested during the conference. Um, Which, you know, we live in America. There's supposed to be freedom of press, freedom of speech. However, there was a reporter that was doing a live video during the conference, and he ended up being arrested. Um, Apparently, sources say that he was wrapping up his live feed when the governor started talking. Um, The governor ended up being like two hours late, so this guy was going live, kind of just talking with his viewers about the current situation. So he started wrapping up, his live video while the, or when the governor started talking, but local law enforcement walked up to him and told him he was out of line for talking while the governor was talking. So they ended up kind of like leading him out of the room as he was like, Hey, don't touch me, like leave me alone. Um, and it somehow ended up, there's like a video and pictures. It ended up with him on the ground on his stomach being arrested. And the crazy part about this is afterwards, the governor, was interviewed and he pretty much said like, oh no, I always allow reporters to talk to viewers live during his conferences. Like that's a really normal thing. So if this man was stopped from doing so, like that's not okay. And obviously that's not what I want. So all around, this is obviously a very sensitive subject for all of like the local law enforcement and local agencies, which is understandable because this is like a crazy, huge, devastating thing that happened. But it just like begs the question, why are reporters who are trying to get the word about this being treated like this man was treated, literally being arrested? And apparently he was supposed to be in jail like overnight and through the next day. And he ended up getting released a little bit earlier than he was supposed to. Um, Thank goodness. But All around, it was just a devastating situation, and um, it's crazy because, like, Norfolk Southern is trying to kind of brush it off as not a big deal. Like, they put something on their website apparently saying, like, oh, um, you know, like, go home and clean and instructions, blah, 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 but they put out a quote of, we appreciate that this has been a very difficult time for these residents, Um, and this was what the Norfolk Southern spokesman told the Tribune Review, which is like a news company. Um, he said, we're here to help. We're assisting residents who had expenses during the evacuation period with reimbursements, as well as compensation for having to leave their homes. This to me is so laughable because like compensation for having to leave for a few days is absolutely nothing compared to the possible health implications of this, like... In the past when things like this has happened and chemicals have leaked into the air and waterways and local ecosystems, it's not just like evacuation expenses. It's going to be lasting health implications, increased risks of cancers and birth defects. And the list goes on and on and on all around. This is a devastating thing. And the thing that sucks the most is like, there are people that are already talking about just leaving their home and never coming back. And like, maybe you months or years down the line after tests come back that it's clear to go back, then they'll go back. However, it really sucks for the, um, impoverished people in the area because not everybody has the ability to just like up and leave and up and completely relocate. Um, so all around, this is just, I know I've said this so many times, but it's been like stuck in my head because this is just such a crazy, it's it's honestly like an environmental disaster even if it just happened to a small town in Ohio. Um I feel like it's this is something in 2023 that should not be happening. Like I know accidents can happen whenever wherever, but this really just shows that local governments in the US do not give a crap about environmental impacts of their actions like the fact that they were carrying all these hazardous materials they knew that they were going through ohio who has had several derailment incidents like in the past few months anyway and they didn't like find another way to do it or like find a way to i don't know i feel like there should be something in place to make sure that these derailments don't happen especially if it's carrying hazardous materials um, I'll get off my like soapbox now. Cause I'm not trying to rant to you guys. I'm just trying to bring the information, spread the word about what happened and is happening in this area in Ohio. But all in all, again, it's just a crazy like eco disaster pretty much. And I really just hope for the sake of all of the local residents there in East Palestine, Ohio, and the local villages and cities, I really hope that they're just given the compensation that they deserve. And I really hope that local agencies and authorities and like the EPA find some kind of way to prevent this from happening in the future. Because as of right now, I feel like there's not much that can be done, like the chemicals that have leaked into the air and the water are already there. Like I, I don't even know what the process would be for like trying to clean that up. Um, So hopefully like this can be a big example and a big wake up call for the U.S. government and these companies such as, um, you know, Norfolk Southern to kind of just open their eyes and, you know, realize that local ecosystems mean more and have more value than however much money they were about to make by, you know, moving these chemicals from one location to another to create more plastic. And I know that probably sounds really like naive and privileged, but it's just super frustrating because people have been screaming at the government for so long to like wake up and give a shit about our earth and our land and our water. And like time and time again, we just I feel like everybody just keeps getting shut down, right? Like people will beg and protest and cry and plead their cases for like, new oil pipes to not be placed through their land because stuff like this happens all the time. And people will beg to not have power plants in their backyard. And, you know, the government's like, nah, we're going to do it anyway. And like at some point, I feel like us as a nation, we have to stand up and stand for what's right. And just like these companies that have given no craps about potential consequences of their actions really just need a reality check. And I feel like their reality check, it's not fair that the reality check was at the expense of this small town in Ohio. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe this will simmer down. Maybe it won't be as bad as people think it will be. And it's predicting to be, hopefully there are not reports of a lot of health implications for the people and the animals and the wildlife in the area. Um, so I will be waiting with bated breath and sending so much love to all of the people involved in this and all of the people in the area. And, you know, hopefully one day I can do an update episode and, you know, it won't be as bad as everybody predicted and we can talk about, you know, all the amazing things that came from this and how like the government came together and local agencies came together to clean this up. But, you know, the the more real possibility is that there are going to be like decades down the line, there will be studies done from this small town in Ohio about The lasting implications about leaching these chemicals into the air and water. If you were affected at all by this Ohio train derailment, just know my heart goes out to you. I'm so sorry. Um, This is not okay, and it should not have happened to your town. This should not be happening anywhere, but I'm really sorry that this did happen to you, and I really hope that through all of the devastation and chaos that this may bring. I hope that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and I hope that the people of this town get the justice that they deserve. So yeah, that, again, I'm sorry that this episode is pretty dark. Um, It sucks that this happened, and This isn't like content that I usually cover in my podcast. However, it's just something like I saw it and I immediately was like, I need to make a bonus episode explaining this and getting the word out about what happened. Um, So probably in the future, I probably will do more bonus episodes about eco news like this. Hopefully the next one will be some good piece of eco news. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time. Hey, so thank you so much again for listening. And just as a little side note, I set up a coffee page that's K-O-F-I just kind of to help out with the expenses of keeping the podcast up and running. So if you enjoy the content of this podcast and the stuff that I share, and you want me to keep sharing information, um, any donations would be greatly appreciated. So I dropped that link in the episode description. And yeah, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening.